first of all, let me introduce myself. My name is Minister Hill. I'm one of the ministers here at House of Destiny. Um, today's word is a word that we all somehow know or know of. That word is love, L-O-V-E. And we're going to put a spin on it this morning because, first of all, what that word means is because we don't know. Most people think they know the meaning of the word love, but we really don't. Because in order to know what that word means, you must first know who we are. And like they always, we always say here, is most, most Christians have what we call an identity crisis. That identity crisis come from, follow me to Genesis 1, verse 26. Genesis 1.26 reads, And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So if we are created by God in his image if we are created in God's image that means that we are essential God's children amen so if we're going to be if we are to be God's image and made in his image Have a little technical difficulties this morning. <laughs> uh, let, let us, all right, we, have, we just got finished in Genesis. Let's move to uh, where the text will come at this morning. will come from John 15. Say amen when you get there. And in this identity crisis, if we say that we are children of God, God is who we are then that means if God is love, then aren't we what God says we are? So that means we should be out here loving each other instead of expecting us to be what you call lovers of the earth, where we fall in love with things and we, we don't love our fellow man any, as much as we should. Because if you look at the times that we are in now, you got so much hatred going on. People out here killing each other for nothing because of their simple ideas on what they believe in. And it's, it's ridiculous. You know, we got families out here that don't get along with each other, but everybody in the family goes to church. Everybody in the family call themselves Christians, but we can't get along for five minutes because of our different views. And then you, you get one in the crowd that says, oh, I know God. Do you? Do you really know God? Because if you knew God, you would know that God says, love your enemy. God says, love your brother and your sister. Therefore, if you are a child of God, you will love your brother, 
your sister, your enemy, you can go where they are and still love them. Because no matter what they do, we still should have a, a, a have that love for uh, that, that spirit of charity to give to one another. You know, one thing I love about the House of Destiny is that we have genuine love. We have what they call agape. <laughs> and one of our ministers taught on the seven, the seven types of love a couple of months ago. And uh, two or three of them that we, that we practice as humans is eros, and I think the other one is phila. And these are like, eros is the love of things, I think, no, the love of the body. And phila is like the love of, <laughs> the love of oneself. So therefore, you know, we got people who are so incapable of love that they only can love what, what somebody does to them or does for them. You know, that's, that's not what God has intended for us. And before I get too deep in here, let me get into the scripture. 15, verse 8. Herein is my father glorified. Let me make sure I'm in the right place first. 15, 8, yeah. Okay, herein is my father glorified that ye bear much fruit, so you shall be my disciples. Verse 9. As the father hath loved me, so I so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If ye keep my commandments, and this is in red letters, by the way, verse 10. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my father's commandment and abide in his love. So where's the Christian at? Because you are children of God and you can't even love the, the first commandment, the new commandment. This ain't no old, this, this is the new one. Because after we live, we moved to, we, we no longer under the law. We moved into grace. And when grace came, the law changed. God says no more of these Ten Commandments because man couldn't keep them. So he, he shortened it up for us. Let us go to John 13, 34. 34 reads, A new commandment I, ha- I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved ye, that ye also love one another. Again, new commandment. This is out of the New Testament. And that we all been taught that in the New Testament is all the new things. This is after glory. This is where God says we need to, instead of fighting all these different, you know, thou shalt not do this, thou shalt not kill. Because if you love your fellow man, you ain't going to kill nobody. If thou love, <clears throat> if thou love one another, we would not cover each other wives. If we love one another, you won't steal from your fellow man. This is all things that do that Christ has given us that we're supposed to take and meet people where they are as Christians, 
as pastors, preachers, ministers, the uh, deacons, every every part, part of the church is supposed to be able to love one another and go out and represent that love. And one of the biggest things I like about this church is that we show, like I say, we show genuine love, which is agape love. And, and what I did is I made an acronym for agape that made sense because God showed it to me. Always giving. Always providing enough. Enough love. If you're out there in this world and you're giving something back, you're not giving it stingily or mightily or you don't want to, you got a problem with giving away something. The only thing you can do is give a good word or a good smile and keep moving. Because some people, that's a, a smile will make somebody's day. And some people don't even realize it. You know, and they, and they go around frowning all day, overexerting themselves because it takes less muscles to smile than it does to frown. I think it's like 13 to smile and 32 to make a frown. <laughs> Why overexert yourself when you don't have to? Let's start back in 15, verse 12. No, let's go back to 11. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. Is our joy full? Because, you know, we look out here on, on, on different aspects of our lives. You know, uh, I'm a truck driver. I'm going to tell you now. <laughs> my patients get worked every day. But one of the things I say when somebody cut me off in traffic, I said, Lord, these are your people. Do they not know what they're doing? Because a fully loaded 18-wheeler takes about half the length of a football field to stop if we're doing about 65. So when you cutting one of these big rigs off, you're just putting your own life in your hands. You're taking your own life. And, and God help the truck driver if he hurts you and kills you. Because now we got to live with that on our conscience. You know, and if we just slow down, take our time and say, okay, I love myself enough to make it home. <laughs> I love my family enough to slow down and make it home. That's all it takes. You know, because... This is, like I said, this to me was a labor of love because you don't get to express how you feel because when I say looking at this thing through God's eyes is the name of the title because when I asked the Lord, when I, when I received this word, it was all I got was love. I said, okay, Lord, I looked at my family and I said, well, we seen what we okay, you know. But there are other families out there, you know, they look, they really care for each other and they have fun all the time. And I'm like, Lord, why my family can't be like that? <laughs> you know? And then I said, kept asking that question. And then finally I said, Lord, show me. Show me 
what this love thing is all about. And as I talked to my pastor last week, he was telling me, he said, uh, you stepped into it, didn't you? I said, I sure did. Because now God has allowed me to see what it is about this love thing that he loves us so much that I say to myself, I said, God has a real good sense of humor because to take somebody like me and show me the things, his little secrets, and then say, okay, now I want you to go talk about it. You know, it, it's, it's an honor because when I look at my children, I see agape love. When I look at my friends, I see agape love because I'm not trying to judge you on what you do. I don't care what it is that my friends out here doing, but I love you anyway. I care for you genuinely. I don't want that on my conscience at the end of the day. What did I do wrong to them? What, what? That's not my place. If I offend you, I apologize, I repent, I ask for forgiveness, and I move on. That's what we're supposed to do. We're not supposed to sit there and, okay, I offended them. I don't know what I did to you. Well, if you don't know what you did, ask that person, how did I offend you? So, therefore, you won't go back and make that same mistake again. Now, I've heard somebody say that when we forgive, we're supposed to forget. That's not always true. Because we can forgive and remember, okay, they did that to me. You're not going to let the same person come up in your house if he done robbed you and leave him there by yourself or leave him there by himself again. Because remember, you love him. But the Lord said, don't be no fool. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> don't be a fool. So therefore, I go to say this, you know, I can still love him because he robbed me. He taught me a valuable lesson not to leave him home by, my, by himself. Taught me a valuable lesson. So therefore, the next time he come over, we lead together. Because, hey, I love you, man, but I remember the last time he was here. Amen. Amen. God told me, I've forgiven you for, the, for your sin. But I've also learned a lesson in that. So therefore, don't, don't sit there and say, well, Lord said forgive and forget. No, don't forget everything. <laughs> Some of that is retained for knowledge. That's where the book says, study and show yourself approved. Knowledge is wisdom. You can't go out here and do things and just say, okay, the Lord says, I got to do this and I got to do that. Yeah, okay. Let's try it. Because, hey, you know, we got pastors or we got preachers out here giving the wrong message. Telling people to, to love your neighbor this day and the next day y'all got so much stuff going on in the church that I'm, I'm surprised that some of us even you know the word love is. Because we don't have cliques in here. <laughs> but I have been in churches that got these little cliques. Oh, you don't want to go over there because they're going to talk about you. They talked about Jesus. <laughs> and look how that turned out. But, you know, the thing is, we still got to keep moving. We got to keep living. We, in, order, in order for us, me and my house, 
And there's another little thing, because the Holy is put the Holy Holy Ghost putting this in my spirit right quick about this love thing. People love to say, I love all my children the same. Lord knows that's a lie. I have four children. I have, they have the same amount of love, but I love them all differently. That's where agape comes in at. Always giving, always providing enough. Enough love for that child to make it through. That's enough love for for each man or woman to go out and say, okay, how can I help you today? Because if we provide the same type of love to everybody, some people are not going to receive it. And some of those who won't receive it will reject it because I don't need that. I didn't didn't need the same type of love that I gave Jordan. Jaden might not need the same type of love that I just gave Jordan. Jaden is going to need something different. I got two daughters. I can't talk to them about football because they don't know nothing about football. And they really don't care about it. So how can I love them and say, okay, you got your doll babies. Play with them. That's what I used to do. Take time out, play with them. Because that type of love is saying I can go over leaps of different boundaries and test your love. Is you got to start thinking outside the box. Because if we stay in the box, most Christians love to do this, put themselves in a box. My God says this. Really? Because my God tells me something different. And I have, you know, I hate to say I all the time, but I have an aunt. And she showed me something when I started this thing. She said, totally out of context. She said, she was talking to my, my her, her son. She said, you know why I love Jamie? And he said, his love is unconditional. And I never realized it. I always thought of myself as the jokester of the family who got along with everybody. And then she showed me that. And I said, okay, thank you, Lord. Now I'm starting to understand this thing. Because no matter what somebody does to you, especially family, you're supposed to say, okay, I love you anyway. You know, I can still come and talk to you. It may change my venue, but I can still relate to you. Because when we overthink things and say it's all about God and I'm all for God, I love God. But God also knows I ask for that wisdom and understanding at the same time because then he lets me decipher it and breaks it down for me and say, okay, now go love that one too. Can't take the same type of love. We got to be able to transition our love for one another. And I just, whew, 13 reads. Greater love have no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends, 
if ye do what if ye do whatsoever I command you, henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant not knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you my friends. For all things that I have heard of my father, I have made known unto you. I don't normally quote scripture. But John 3.16 says, God so loved the world that he laid down his only begotten son. So that way, that way, that way, for that we may live eternal life and not only live it but abundantly that lets you know how much love God has for us and for somebody to tell me that we don't practice agape is not true because what I found out researching this word most humans do practice agape love most times it's at home if you're a good parent, you love your children, you will have that agape love. Because your children hey, <laughs> will cause you to pull you out of character sometimes. You know, <laughs> as a father of four, I know. <laughs> they will pull you out of character. You, all these Christians, when you, get them out, when you get them home, you done changing the Batman. You ready to kill them or something. <laughs> Tie them up and put them in a room and lock them away and throw away the key. But we still have to love these children. That's what's missing in today's society. They're not practicing enough agape love in the home. That's why they took the Bible out of school. Because now we can't pray. Kids can't pray for school. They don't know what prayer is. Half of them them don't know what the inside of a church looks like. You know, they don't know God because nobody's teaching it to them. They don't know love because nobody's teaching it to them. So when they receive it, it looks strange to them. Because, you know, there have been children who've come, who's graced these doors, who never really knew love until they came into this house. And then when they receive it, I hate to say it, but the crazy parents or who's ever in charge, pull them away. Oh, they don't need to be be up in there. They don't teach them nothing. But what they teaching them is love. What we teach them is love and how to go out and love each other. Ever since I've been to this church, that's all I've ever heard in this church. Through every sermon. And I don't care what nobody says about this book, this Bible. It's a love story. It's a love story based on how God feels about us in general. And then he translates it and says, okay, now I want you to go out there and love your fellow man. Show me how to do it. If you don't know how to do it, ask God. He will show you. He showed me because I didn't see it at first. All I seen was angry people in my family saying, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to so right on ahead. Jamie's still going to love you. I'm going to love you regardless. You know, until they wipe me off the face of this earth, 
people don't understand where immortality comes from. They think they're going to live in a different place. You may live in a different place, but you can become immortal here. Your legacy you leave behind is your immortality. People forget about you. You're no, more, you're no longer immortal. Nobody understood that one. When you leave here, when they forget about you, you're no longer immortal. But if you leave a mark through your family, your children, the legacy you leave becomes your immortality. Because not only are you leaving seeds for the next grower, you're leaving your lifeline. So many people have been cut off because they don't understand the word that's coming out of this book. It's a four-letter word. It's called love. You know, people take this Bible, decipher it, or try to. They pull out the parts that that's what God makes makes us so 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 makes it so much more for us because I love going into here and reading different things. He may take this word. I've heard of John three sixteen plenty of times. Yeah, God gave, but until he I asked him to show me, I didn't quite relate to it. I knew what it meant. But now it means a little bit more because he showed me how to break it down. Not only did he give his son, how many of us can go out there and say, okay, you know what? I'm going to take my child up here and put him on the altar to sacrifice him. There's only one in the Bible who did that, and that was Abraham. God always provides that ram in the bush. No matter what we do, when I first got into this believing, trying to understand and knowing God, I turned my kids over to him. And I said, Lord, they're yours. I'm bringing them to you because I've only can, we can only as human take them so far. I cannot live their lives for them. I can lay down the path and show them. And like the Bible says, if you lead them, when they go astray, they'll come back because they know the way. They always, I don't care what you do with your kids, they always find a way back home. When my children, my twins were six years old, we moved out of a house, two streets, maybe four or five streets away, and around a corner. These children were so smart at the age of six, they crossed a four-lane highway because the bus driver put them off because my wife wasn't there to pick them up at the time. But to make a long story short, I know what God does when you, when you place your children in his hands. They walked across that highway. They was headed home. Police officers stopped, picked them up, and asked them where they were going. Six years old? They said they were going home. My daughter, you know, <laughs> those who know my daughter, 
she leads the way. Thank God for it. That cop brought them kids directly to the house. And when he and when they, when he knocked on the door, my wife was surprised because <laughs> she told me about it when I got home. I said, "What?" And all I could do was say, "Thank you, Lord," because it's the love that we have for each and every one of us. How we give, how much love we give. I think my last was sixteen or seventeen. 15, 16 reads, ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that ye should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. I believe that. Because for the love I have for my fellow man and for me just have enough, I guess you say, <laughs> craziness in me to say, okay, God, show me. <laughs> show me. You know, and, and, and people don't understand that. You ask God to show you something, just be careful what you ask for. Because he'll show you. He'll show, he showed me the compassionate side of what it is to love. When we break down this love thing, you know, we look at people and say, I, I don't know how, how they do, how they deal with it. You got to have that much self care. You know what? Throw all that aside. Show your fellow man love, and he'll tell you what you need, what he needs. Because sometimes we'll go out there and see these people on the corner and see me. They all of a sudden say, I'm hungry. I got food in my car. <laughs> I'm going to meet you where you at. <laughs> you need something to eat, here you go. And, and, and some of them, that's how you can tell whether they fake or whether they for real. Because a hungry man is going to take that food. And he's not going to be grumbling about it. You give him the wrong one, he, man, I don't want that. What that is? It's something for you to eat. Man, I, 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 I just want a couple of dollars. You got a sign selling me <laughs> you hungry for food. <laughs> I'm giving you food. You're going you to get mad. <laughs> you know, what kind of love are you, are you expressing? You know, because you want that money so you can get what you really want. Most of them. And whether it's a fix or a drink, you're going to get what you ask for. That's what the Lord says. You, you go ahead and ask him for, for, for a new car. He'll get you a new car. He'll help you get a new car. Now, who's going to pay for it? A lot of people jump out there and say, oh, Lord, bless me. You sure did. He's getting ready to teach you a real good lesson. Because <laughs> in six months, when that man comes to pick up that car, <laughs> all you going to do is, Lord, <laughs> now wait a minute. <laughs> now, you know you ain't paid that note in six months. It's time to collect. That's what God does for us. After a while, we ask for things, and we say, Lord, I, I just love you. Do you? Okay. I'm going to need you to go down the street, <laughs> take Sister Betty some food. I ain't got nobody. I ain't got no. We reneging on our contract because we ask for it. We don't want to do it. 
you know, and uh, it, it's, a, it's a crazy mixed up world. We in this thing, for those who, who are in this thing, you know, I'm, I, 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 I'm, I'm sold out. I'm in it for the long haul. You know, um, because first of all, I know what God did for me. I can't speak for nobody else. I know where he brought this man here from and what it took to get me here. Long road travel. And most people say, well, you don't know what it feels like till you've been homeless. Well, I don't because I've been close to it. You know, I've been stranded in different places that I thought I was okay in. Then somebody told me, well, you should, I told you not to go there. And this is with my own family. That's why I say I've been through it all with family to know that, that your own family can take advantage of you. And then when they through with you, they're done with you. Till next time. But me, child of God, I love you anyway. <laughs> you know, Cause, because that's, that's where we learn our life lessons. You got to learn somewhere. You got to start somewhere. We all have to start loving each other somewhere. You know, it may be I needed that extra boost to make me who I am. You know, we need that extra kick to be, or that, like I used to tell somebody, a push. Lord, wait out. You come out and say, Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do. Lord, bring old Johnny Red over there and say, come on here. I got something for you. And you're like, man, what you got for me? You thinking it's a gift, but it's a job. And you're like, man, I didn't ask for this. Remember what you said. Lord, what do I need to do? Where do I need to go? He showed you. But we thinking this man that's always pushing us to do something we don't want to do. But it's the things that we ask for, you know, that gets us in trouble. It, it ain't how you do things, why you do things. It's what God shows us. I'm looking for one more scripture in First John. Somewhere here, I just can't find it. Okay, well, you got to say amen. Do that for me. Now, I got one more question. Can somebody read 1 John 2 4 for me? Two, verse 4. I don't normally keep my Bible marked, but. Two, verse four. First John two, verse four. 
That's First John two verse four. Yes. That's that's what love is. Allow the word of love to come in your heart and manifest so that it may bring joy. And most of us think the joy that we get is for us. I beg to differ. The joy is a gift from God to be given. We are supposed to be lovers who go out and give joy to our fellow man. Like I said, when we read this Bible, it could be translated in so many ways. But when we go out and give ourselves to Christ and say, okay, Lord, show me. He'll show you a different way. I can read this same verse next week. And it'll probably mean something else for me. The thing is, we need to learn how to love in different ways. Manifest it. Like I say, you know, lately I've been saying, show it. Show me. We need to stop being about the lip service. Because popular to what most people believe, love is an action. It's an action word. Because if you're not doing it, then you, you're not giving it. And, and those who are not loved are not experiencing joy. Most of the ones you see out here that's heartbroken, beat up, let the system tear them up, don't even know how to put a smile on their face. Because they so, I've seen rich people do it. Or people who are well off. Won't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't need a smile. What's it going to cost you? How much money is it taking out your pocket to go out there and smile and tell somebody a nice word? How hard is it to tell somebody, hey, how you doing? You know, as a truck driver, it's all day long. I had one guy told me, he said, <laughs> walked into the terminal. Man, you so happy and go lucky. My response was, I sure am. I woke up this morning. My God gave me another day to make another one. So guess what? I'm going to be happy and be joyful in it. No man can wipe this smile off my face. Maybe for a second. I'll give you a second. Maybe two minutes at tops. But when I get out your face from all that grief, like they say on uh, Friday, <laughs> when Devo leave, I'll be smiling again <laughs> because they can't take it away from you. Man didn't give it to you. Lord gave you the joy. He gave you the love in your heart. And it's not for you to keep. It's not for you to keep. It's not a bondage thing. It shouldn't be put on a shelf in a box. Love is an action verb, people. It's to be given away frequently. I brought an acronym for love. Y'all might like this one. I done covered it up. I know, I know what it said. 
okay, I don't even need that. I know, I remember what it was. Love. Living one victory every day. Agape, always giving, always pr- pr- providing enough. That's what love is. We got to be able to give this thing away. It's not free. It, it, it's free. It comes freely. It's given to you every morning. Every time you open your eyes. Every time you go to sleep and you say, Lord, do you love me enough to allow me to come out here and do it one more time? That's, see, that's what we need to start looking at. I also need to start looking at, did, did I love enough people today? Did I love on them? Did I bless someone? Did I help someone? That's all love is. I know sometimes sitting in that truck, I see people on the side of the road all the time. As a mechanic, that part of me, that part of me wants to stop and say, you know what, let me help these people. It's against company policy. And it's another reason why the company don't allow it. Truck drivers get killed for doing stuff like that. Pull over and help somebody. And they setting you up. You know, and, and it's a shame that this world has come to that. Because I remember when I was growing up that you could you stop and help somebody change a tire, fix a flat or something like that. Nowadays, you don't know what you're stopping for. You know, you may think you're going to help somebody. And see, that's one thing this world has done to us as human beings. It's transformed us from being that caregiving, loving person that God has provided us to be to being selfish, to yourself, staying to yourself, not sharing your love, keeping it all bottled up to yourself. And here we are preaching the word, the gospel, trying to tell true Christians to go out there and love somebody. It's a hard job. I'm in it every day. Those who are in my circle know how hard this job is. We at House of Destiny know how hard the job of love is because we do it all the time. We do it all the time. You know, and it's it's amazing that, <laughs> you know, that we're able to come together. And, you know, you know I, I love coming back on Sunday because it's a renewal of the spirit you know and that's why God says assemble yourselves among the brothers my favorite saying is iron sharpens iron so if you worn down by the weekend by the time we get in here on Sunday and got to face another one brother we ready to roll (laughs) we ready to roll up out of here and take care of somebody else because Lord knows I got enough problems of my own and the way I deal with them is helping somebody else with theirs. That's straight out of love. Because out of love and kindness, like I say, joy, God gave it to you. And it's not for you. It's for somebody else. That's all I have. I'm empty. <laughs> hey, for those who need more encouragement, 
Just come to the house of destiny. We're here every day. God bless you. Wait on the first lady to come and live and, and close us out. <laughs> and the pastor of our house. You, you got all the hats, don't you? <laughs> pastor and first lady. <laughs> Amen. And we all do. Encouragement. Amen. About love. Amen. Praise God. Amen. We give you God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Excellent. Love, because the Bible talks about how, you know, it's going a lot of days, it's, uh, the love of many going to wax cold. Amen. 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 Let's give God another hand clap of praise for his word. Amen. 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 We should all have that spirit of to, to be able to have that agape love. And I have to say, uh, Alpha Destiny does carry that agape love. And, uh, well, no matter how many times you come through that door, we still love. You know, it's just amazing. And God is just encouraging us to make sure we continue to love. Amen. Because when we think about what he did for us, you know, uh, he laid down his life. He gave gave up his only begotten son that we would have eternal life. And so because of that, we should uh, ask God, as as Minister Hill said, God, show me. And and, and it's ironic because (laughs) my studies for the past two weeks, one of the main scriptures is talking about asking God to show me his ways, show me his path. And so when that happens, God will show, teach me and guide me. You know, when we ask God, God will do that. And, and he, he will deliver. It may not be what we, way we want it, but he will deliver. And I, I thank and praise God for, for, that, for, for the word of God because we still have to love in spite of. In spite of, regardless of, we just have to remember what the Father did for us.